Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, your statistics and sports podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin And it's the sports edition once again. And despite the fact that there's, I guess, sports news, we have so little to talk about. So this one's short. It's what it is. Uh, Corwin, you ready to get into it? Oh, very much so. So I'm going to start off mentioning the things that we're not going to talk about today, just because, well, you'll figure it out. Um, So the MLB, the day after we released our episode talking about whether or not there would be baseball this year, decided that there will be baseball this year and announced a 60-game season that was agreed upon by the MLB and the MLB Players Association. Um, we're not talking about it because we did like the day before they announced it and all of our thoughts and feelings are basically the same and in that episode, right? Yeah. I mean, I know there will be plenty of new information that's going to come out about it and everything that's going to go with it. And when we have genuine new thoughts to add to it, we'll add to it then. Yeah. When, when, when there's a bigger development than, hey, it's going to happen, we'll, we'll have that. Uh, players are set to report to wherever their summer camp, instead of spring training, so they're calling it facilities. Um, I think like the 1st through 3rd of uh, July, so this week. But again, that's, that's nothing to really write home about. Um, the NBA also announced that it's opening weekend games for july 30th and again we talked about that already too so we still have nothing creative to say but those are technically speaking developments uh right yeah yeah all right all right cool (laughs) making sure i'm not missing anything so getting into something that we didn't talk about that is new that happened uh uh, hours before we started recording today on sunday the 28th uh, Cam Newton is going to the Patriots, and I am sad. It's one of those things where I just I, I don't know why anyone is surprised. I mean, so many different people called you know called this essentially as a joke, just because we all knew somehow fucking Emperor Palpatine, excuse me, Bill Belichick. Uh, was going to find a way to get this to happen at such a low cost like they did. And it's like, it was essentially inevitable. And here we are months later with everything that's gone on in the world since then. And it's just business as usual in Foxborough. It annoys me that this is this is going to get looked at as a genius move when this one that should have happened for several reasons to several teams like months ago and just didn't for reasons unknown. Like we we've been rallying about this literally since at least the Nick Foles trade, mm-hmm. at least. Um. So the fact that Cam Newton is just now getting signed has been is kind of annoying and and if it pans out, I'll be happy for Cam but sad for obvious reasons. Um, and if it doesn't pan out, the Patriots didn't really give anything up. So I, Cam Newton's versatility is just so ready-made for the Bill Belichick way. It's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, at the silver lining I have for you as a Jets fan is at least you probably don't feel as bad as Bears fans. 
who traded a fourth round pick and gave a massive contract to Nick Foles to come replace their number two overall pick franchise player at quarterback. But man, it's this just must be like a a knife through the ribs, just like twisting it in, making it so much worse. Uh, it's, oof. Yeah, it sucks. That's the reaction I have to this as someone who's just a fan of the Patriots finally being shit. I know. I was so looking forward to it. I was so looking forward to a season where the Jets actually had like a shot because I don't fully buy into the Bills yet. And the Dolphins are going to suck this season no matter what. The Patriots were Belichick's there, but like Tom's not. And who knows? It's, It's. the most question markish they've been in the last uh, 19 years. So I was really looking forward to it. And uh, I'm not sure this is like a dramatic change, but it lends the Patriots more credibility and certainty than they had, you know, four hours ago. And I don't like that. So I'll say that if, if Cam is a hundred percent healthy from his, shoulder ailments and everything that went along with that and his foot, which I think was also an issue. Uh, I think this is absolutely huge. But if, you know, 30-year-old Cam is coming back from these injuries and, you know, isn't quite the same if his mechanics and, you know, his throwing motion is still screwed up because of the shoulder and it just didn't heal properly, uh, I don't necessarily think this will be a you know, a change, an addition that will, you know, catapult them into the playoffs. Healthy Cam, though, uh, on this team with that defense right now is going to be something to watch. Um, I mean, they have a good offensive line. They have, they have running backs. That's how I'll phrase that. They have some wide receivers that can get the job done. Um, you know, this isn't exactly the, the best team that we've seen the Patriots have in you know a, a good while, but it's a team that I think can push for a playoff spot, which is significantly better than I would have, you know, marked them up for 12 hours ago. So I, I, I'm sitting here just now thinking about the Bears. And you know what move I think would either give them a lot of leeway with the fans or immediately none? That would be pretty interesting. Cutting Nick Trubisky. Signing Colin Kaepernick. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, On one hand, like, yeah, I would love to see Cap back in the league. I'd love to see, you know, some more investment into the quarterback position in Chicago. I don't necessarily think that Cap would fit that offensive system as well as he would others. Um, Like, you know, Baltimore or uh, maybe like Buffalo. I don't know. I don't necessarily think Cap would make a push for the starting job either. Um, I think it's just... I love Cap. I think he absolutely should have been signed years ago. And the way he was blacklisted was appalling. I don't think spending five, I want to say, years out of the NFL is putting you in a position where you have legitimate 
chance, like a legitimate chance to come back and play meaningful football again, uh, regardless I, of his physical capabilities at this point. I generally would say I agree with you. The reason I think it could still be an interesting move is, one, they desperately need the PR because it was a questionable choice trading for Nick Foles and giving up what they had to get for Nick Foles when Cam Newton, as we're seeing now, costs really not that much to have gotten um, for a man who literally won an MVP. And the, the, the racial undertones or overtones of that were already pretty suspect at the beginning. But the reason I think it could be an interesting move for Chicago right now is not necessarily because of their scheme, because you're probably right. Um, well, it's you, so you're almost certainly right. Uh, but more so because Chicago's already committed themselves to being like, hey, look, QB position's wide open. They're basically saying we have no faith that Trubisky's going to keep his starting position. We already didn't pick up his fifth-year uh, rookie deal option. We already traded for a new quarterback. If, and if they're serious about keeping this as, as open a competition as they can, fuck it, bring in a third dude. Yeah. I doubt I doubt Colin Kaepernick's going to cost that much. And at the end of the day, even if he ends up just being uh, a guy you brought into camp for good PR, that's that's still good PR for you. And honestly, I'd I'd be fascinated to see what he can do. You know, because the thing is, like, I, I as you're right, like no one ages well in sports, and no one ages well in the NFL. Um. Honestly, with how bad Trubisky's been and just what an absolute crapshoot Nick Foles is, hey, maybe Colin Kaepernick, I'm not saying he would make the roster, but with how bad their QB situation is, it'd be at least make for an interesting, you know what it would make for? It would make for fascinating preseason football games. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, God, <laughs> yeah. I just see the fucking preseason hype train going off when he goes in in the second half of a game. And just balls out against fourth string, fifth string, sixth string players. And everyone's like, why the fuck wasn't Colin Kaepernick on a team these past five years? The Bears need to have him be their day one starter. This guy is like going to take the league by storm. This is it. Comeback tour. Revenge tour. This is an MVP season. And then I'm going to pick him up in all my leagues and sell him for King's Ransom because people are dumb. And he's going to come out and not play a single snap. Because why would he after this long? But so, so yeah, it, it's tough because, again, you're probably right. And Father Time remains undefeated. Um, but you got to admit, it would be an interesting move just from the logistics of how their offseason is set up. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I just I don't know if I could handle the Reddit thread if he did end up getting signed in Chicago. There'd be a lot of very racially questionable uh, Packers fan posts. <laughs> well, we all know Wisconsin is like low-key a super racist state, and it's like Packers fans. So, you know, they're 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 right there anyway. If you're listening to this from Green Bay, suck a dick! <laughs> you know, that's our policy here at Chasing the Numbers. If we find a bridge that we have yet to burn, we'll find a way to torch that bitch. Uh, <laughs> they're just saying that like once Aaron Rodgers retires he's going to abandon you like you're his family oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one is really funny <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you uh, so, anyway looping this back to where we started 
So what is what's what's New England's quarterback room now? It's Cam Newton, um, uh, that Stidham fella, um, Hoyer the Destroyer. Um, is there a mysterious fourth person, or are these only three names that have any relevance? Not one of any note whatsoever. But I'll... All right, give me give me a prediction for how this shakes out. Um, in my heart of hearts, I truly believe that Cam is going to come back healthy um and not necessarily be what he was at his peak but if he could be you know 80 percent of that which i think he absolutely can be um i think he's definitely going to be the focal point of this offense i think bill belichick of all people is going to know how to utilize a guy like cam and bend the offense around him um and I think he's going to be used very effectively once, you know, all this comes together. That being said, the rest of their roster doesn't exactly inspire a whole lot of confidence. They definitely lost some, you know, important pieces on defense. You know, losing Tom Brady and having that continuity for 20 years is just so vitally important. You know, as much as I believe in Cam being able to come back right away, I trust his intelligence, uh, you know, completely and being able to learn this system. Guys who, you know, have no playing experience with Cam having to come in after only playing with one quarterback for who knows how long. I don't know. I don't want to overplay that specifically, but I think – I think they can do well. I think they could be a nine-win team this year. I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think they'll be just on the outside looking in. Really? Who do you think makes the playoffs from that division, then? The Bills. I hate that. I don't disagree with you, but I hate that. I definitely am not uh, a Josh Allen truther. I, I don't think Josh Allen is very good of a quarterback. and We've you know, discussed this, that. yes. Yeah. But that defense is unreal. You know, they have plenty of players on offense to, you know, keep that offense going. Josh Allen is still going to have his big throws, his big games. He's still going to be able to run the football. Um, but they yeah, are a frustratingly well-rounded team. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's going to be two teams from the AFC North that get in. That's one wild card and you know there's AFC South might have two teams you never know it's it's hard to say AFC West could easily have two teams with the Chargers coming in the Raiders have a sneaky good team uh, the Broncos have a ton of potential to go in like there's so many good teams in the AFC that can make it I don't think even Cam Newton could bring this Patriots roster but then again, we don't know how good Bill Belichick is. So if there's anyone to bet on to do this, it's him. So All this is true. Um, do you think all three quarterbacks actually make it uh, past camp into into the season, or do you think anyone goes? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Do you do you think any all all three of these quarterbacks that we listed by name? Because I think we agree that there were some. Probably there that no one cared about. Um, do you think they all Brian make it Lewerke. into? Huh, Brian Lewerke. He 
Michigan State guy. He's nothing to worry about. Oh yeah, cool. I'm I'm sure he'll be the bottom. Uh, what do you think? All three of these guys end up making it past camp into the starting into the uh, into the regular season, or do you think anyone goes during preseason? I do think they're gonna hold on to all three into the season, just because of the injury risk with Cam and the fact that Jared Stidham is still a you know, mid-round pick from last year, still a young guy, and the fact that Brian Hoyer is a veteran that is, you know, a smart dude and knows the Patriots system very well. You know, I it, it's always a big question for every team going into the season that doesn't have a, a premier, you know, franchise quarterback. Like, do you carry two? Do you carry three quarterbacks? I think this year the Patriots carry three. I agree they, they've carried three in the past um garoppolo and Brissett. i was gonna say and then they ended up trading both those guys away and i really actually wouldn't be surprised if they held on to it, it'd be a very belichick move to hang on to all three of these guys just to trade one away later on in the season when quarterback stock is very um quarterback trade value is very high because someone starting went down and the backup is unacceptable to play you know, I, I wouldn't, and that, that'd be Hoyer's music all over because he's by far the most expendable person late in career. Um, not too much upside, but can start if you need him to. Um, he, 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 he shouldn't lose you the games you shouldn't lose. Um, but like, Stidham's too young to move on from and Cam's, um, if he's playing right, then there's no reason to move on from him, so. And he's also on a one-year deal, so you don't want to lose a guy like Stidham who still has, you know, two more years after this year on his contract. Still, you know, has a lot of potential to be a good quarterback. Um, so yeah. No, it'll be it'll it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, any final thoughts on on the the Cam Newton situation before we talk about a different aspect of the uh, the Patriots news today? Um, I'm good with Cam. All right. Well, the Patriots uh, made the news twice this this fine Sunday. Um, they're also fined 1.1 million dollars and lost. Uh, I'm going to pull it up. I believe it was a third round draft pick yes. over the uh, film crew incident that happened last season, in which the Bengals. I really should have pulled this up before I started talking. I'm going Bengals. Um. Oh, it was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were they were they were filming um, private sessions for uh, against the for a uh, for, uh, for uh, they were filming private sessions of they were filming of. the Bengals sideline. That's what it was. Yeah, uh, the Patriots claimed it was part of a televised production crew that um, they said they'd been doing and had previous permission, but the Bengals questioned that, and I guess they were right. Um, either that or Roger Goodell's hard on for fucking the Pats continues today. Tough to say. Um, oh, man, a little column B. Yeah, yeah. Both can be right. And luckily for us, both are. Um, what, do you have any thoughts on this? Oh, man. I just, I don't even know. Like, the Patriots are not going to be affected by this really in any way. They're going to get a third round pick as a compensatory pick for the. Tom Brady leaving free agency. Cam Newton has a good year and he moves on in free agency next year. They're going to get another third round pick the year after that uh, for, you know, compensatory picks. 
so in the grand scheme of things, they're not really missing out on much. Uh, and it's the Patriots, so a million dollars to them is, you know, like 20 bucks to us, if even that. I don't think it's even that. <laughs> uh, excuse me. So I just, I, I look at this and it's like, I honestly don't remember enough details about this whole situation to know, you know, for certain whether or not they're guilty or they're innocent or if I care enough to go back and dig into this. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's moot. Yeah, it, it'd be a, it'd be an almost unremarkable story if there was any other team. Um, it's more so just that it, it adds on to the laundry list of cheating and fining that has gone on in the, the Belichick regime. Um, not saying it's even really uncommon for all all of the things Belichick has been fined for or the Patriots have been fined for as a result of their nefarious deeds have almost all happened to other teams and franchises. It's just it just so happens though that like while one might happen to like the the Jets and like one might happen to like the Browns, like they'll all also happen to the Patriots. And it's like how bad are you at cheating? <laughs> Or how much do you piss off the other owners that, like, they always come down on you for it? Um, so this is just adding to this big, long list of pissing people off that Belichick has accumulated over his career. Oh, man. He's going to have the weirdest 30 for 30 about him when he retires. If. If, yeah. If. He if. doesn't become this entity that... Oh, God. I don't know. Belichick's just going to turn into a sentient sweater that every head coach of the Patriots wears and tells them what to do. That's that's the timeline we're currently in. Uh, The facts, you know, that we always compare him to Emperor Palpatine, I could totally see him just being... Being a clone out of a tank that they just keep pumping out every time he, you know, gets old enough to retire. Well, no, they're they're gonna they're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kill him, and then uh, in like a bunch of years he'll like come back and he'll like have a granddaughter that no one knew about, and he had it like a super weird old age, and he'll like win another Super Bowl, and everyone will be like, what what happened? He'll be like, it doesn't matter. God, that sounds like a terrible made-for-TV movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like something out of like a poorly constructed high school art project, um, instead of a multi-billion-dollar budget. But hey, who knows? <laughs> it could be both. Uh, I have nothing creative left to say about the Patriots. Do you want to move on to hockey? Yeah, fuck the Patriots. I don't want to fuck the Patriots. So the NHL had its draft lottery yesterday, two days ago. Doesn't matter. Time doesn't um, anymore. It doesn't matter. Yeah, days, days, days aren't days. Um, and because the NHL season has not officially concluded due to the fact that they're still trying to do a whole playoffs kind of situation, um, it has a couple of differences that wouldn't normally be there. Uh, one of them being, who got the first overall pick? And the question, the answer to that is, nobody fucking knows. Um, the the first overall pick is going to to go to um 
a second lottery draft that will be made of a collection of all the teams that were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. So as of right now, the remaining, uh, I have the top eight in front of me instead of top 10, which is a weird amount of of teams, but whatever. Um, So second pick overall is, is Los Angeles. Um, the Kings, and then after that, uh, the third overall pick is Ottawa by way of San Jose. Fourth is Detroit. Fifth is Ottawa again. Sixth is Anaheim. Seven is New Jersey. And eight is Buffalo. But that first overall pick, shockingly, is going to go to... So here's the possible pool of teams uh, that it could be. The Pittsburgh Penguins are going to go up against the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes. Huh? Sorry. It's going to happen again. Just suck a dick. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are going up against the New York Rangers. The Islanders against the Panthers. The Maple Leafs against the Blue Jackets. So, um, oh, sorry. That's just in the East and the West. It's the Oilers versus the Blackhawks. The Predators versus the Coyotes. The Canucks versus the Wild. And the Flames versus the Jets. So, ha- half of those teams, whichever half loses, uh, will enter into a second pool of, uh, well, they will become a second pool. They'll do another draft or another lottery for that, and then whichever team ends up taking the um, being the winner of that lottery ends up getting the first overall pick, which is bananas. Um, what do you think about this? Oh man, just being a fan of chaos, I love it. I just love it so much, just because of how fucking hilarious the announcement was. And then immediately cutting to the uh, war room of the the kings and just seeing them just be so downtrodden for missing out on uh, the French kid. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name yet, so I'm just going to call him the French kid. Um, this is great. This I really guarantee that this was staged by the NHL because it's it's too hilarious not to be. Um, but what a concept in the first place. Like, goddamn, um, the fact that, you know, the Penguins are going to lose in the first round, which will be, you know, sucky, but go from Lemieux and Yager to Sidney Crosby and fucking Gino to now the French kid and whoever else just I'm set for another Penguins dynasty. Um, and I'm really excited that we've already been guaranteed to get this first overall pick but in reality i'm really really excited about the, how the first round of the playoffs turns out and i just outside of the penguins i definitely would not have said that before this draft happened um well i i'm going to i'm going to burst your bubble because i think the penguins are a significantly better team than the canadians so i just don't see why you would lose in the first round it doesn't make uh, any sense. Um, and you will certainly not be getting... I don't even know who you're talking about. I want to hear you try to pronounce the name. Oh, I got to pull it up in front of me. Just give me a chance to uh, get it right. Um, ba, 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 ba. Alex... Alexis, excuse me. Lafreniere? Lafreniere? L-A-F-R-E-N-I-E-R-E. Alexis, ah, oh, I see, Lafreniere, yeah, that's not that bad, you got that one. 
Yeah, it's just it's one of those where there's too many too many vowels for me to confidently be able to put that all together without hearing it said like audibly first. If you added an M to his hometown, he'd be from Saint Mustache, Canada. Sure. Yeah, he's from he's from Saint Eustache. And so if you added an M to the front of that, it'd be Saint Mustache. I feel and, like uh, just the French Quebec Canadians just saying moustache. Moustache. Yeah, it's a nice moustache on you. <laughs> I, I think this is racism. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, they're white people, so people just don't care. Yeah, fuck them. Black em. Lives Matter, guys. Black Lives Matter. Fuck the Frenchies. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. Like Everyone on, on Rangers Twitter is saying the same thing about the Rangers. Like, we're going to accidentally make the playoffs and then accidentally get the first overall pick and it's like could we sure but like we're playing the hurricanes and you know i i think the range is better than the hurricanes <laughs> i guess we'll see but i don't know i don't think the hurricanes are like all that hot shit um if we're being real though i think i think this is prime blackhawks territory they are not good <laughs> Not that the Oilers are like ever great, but like I think the Oilers are significantly better than the Blackhawks, and uh, this could be an interesting, interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'd want to get it if it's not the Rangers. Uh, nobody, but it's tough to say. I I have many thoughts on this. The Blackhawks would definitely be would definitely be the team I would want to get least because the Flyers are out. Because they got to buy. I think the Caps also got to buy, so they're out. So those are the only two teams I want to get it less. And thankfully, we don't have to worry about that. I'd love if the Coyotes got it just to keep the Taylor Hall streak going. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Um, I didn't even think about that. I'd love for Edmonton to get it just so that Connor McDavid has a fucking chance to win a Stanley Cup in his lifetime. Um,. I think it would be funny for Toronto to get it just because that would be chaos and that would be a really fun team to watch. Um, who else would be fun to watch it get uh, sent to? I don't know. I feel like those are the big ones for me. Obviously, the Pens because, you know, why not? No, why not? the Pens is literally the only not fun choice here. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think would be, like, are the Pens the clear choice for, like, the most hated team to be able to get it? Like, if the Pens were the ones to get it, it would be the most hated. Uh, I, I'm tempted to say yes, but the problem is, like, so the Canadians are pretty universally hated because their fans are trash, and they never win enough to make it, like, justifiable. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blackhawks are pretty hated right now because they won all those Stanley Cups in a very short period of time, and were constantly featured on primetime games, um, which like they should have been, but like when you get a fuck ton of them and are always on Wednesday night hockey, it becomes really obnoxious. And their fans also went from not knowing the team's name to being diehard fans very fast. So that's pretty frustrating. Same thing happened with the Predators, so their fans are annoying. Um, most of the other Canadian teams are like, whatever. Uh, I know people don't like the Leafs. I don't have a problem with the Leafs. I think the Leafs are super fun. I think they're very young and exciting, and they have been for a few years, which is saying something. They've maintained the young status for like three years. Um, I obviously wouldn't care for the Islanders to get it because, you know, fuck them. But like, no one, I don't think there's a single person out there who hates the Hurricanes. 
You no, know, no. I don't think anyone out there hates the Panthers. Um, the Blue Jackets are like a whatever existence team. The Oilers are more of a joke than anyone uh, than anyone taking seriously. The Coyotes are super lovable because they're a hockey team that plays in a desert, and that's just fucking funny. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that's I think that's that. Oh, uh, the Wild would be funny uh, because their first retired number is the fans, and that's fucking stupid. <laughs> The Wild retired one number, and it was like number zero, and it was because they have fans. But they retired it really early into existing, and it's kind of sad. So uh, just some some more reason why we should let the Penguins get this first overall pick. Uh, Lafreniere plays for uh, Ramuski in the Quebec-Montreal Junior Hockey League. The last Ramuski player selected number one overall was... Who? Uh, Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby in two thousand five. <laughs> yeah, I definitely knew that. I mean, it was kind of a, a T-ball setup, you know. I just, I like putting my fandom aside. Just the chaos that would come from the Penguins getting another generational player, like right as Sid is on his way out, would be. So fucking hilarious. It's worth it, so let it happen. No, what what should happen is is the that the uh that the Rangers get it right as they so they have like like a Yankee style turnaround where they were never even really all that bad to begin with, and then all of a sudden got Aaron Judge good. Um but of course uh, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. Um now the real answer here is so is 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 the Ramuski logo mascot is that a ship or a or a shark? The fuck is that? Uh having never seen it before, um I'm gonna go with shark. Uh, uh that's a mm. This is a very challenging logo. Oceanic. I feel like it's Yes, the answer is yes. Is it a, it? It's it's got to be. Oh, the logo is an ocean liner with a set of teeth. <laughs> okay, so it's a boat. <laughs> so it's it's definitely a boat. What's what's the, the best? Sure. All right. So what what's the boatiest team? I guess that's the Islanders because they have a fisherman logo. Um, yeah. right. If we're going with. Now the 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 jets are also a a a vessel, you know, that carries people. So, in some respects, you could say that the Winnipeg Jets are the boatiest team. Um, I've always been one to say that the boats are the planes of the sea. So that would make sense. Um, I thought you were going to say that the boats were the penguins of the water, and I was going to be mad. But I kind of wish you did say that now, because that would have been funny. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I feel like it can't be the Blackhawks because boats definitely aren't races. natives. Yeah, um, you can't have that now, and they can't be the Nashville Predators because their mascot isn't Kevin Spacey. So, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, no, no, no! Hold on, they they could be Canucks though because Canucks is just a term for Canadian, and this is a Canadian team. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. therefore, the boat is Canadian, and that makes the boat a, a water Canuck. 
I'm going to be honest, Josh. I don't even know what the topic of our conversation is anymore. We're just naming. I think we're just naming things. Yeah. Could you Uh, imagine? Could you imagine a world where your draftable players were determined solely based on mascot? God, that would suck. Like if the Lions could only draft football players that come from schools that also have big cats as their mascots. That would put the Steelers in a rough situation. They could <laughs> basically only draft from, like, Purdue. Where would the Jets draft from? Uh, Anywhere? Oh, well, where do we draft from now? Mascots? Hmm. I don't know. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> now yeah. that my team has been injured. <laughs> um... I had another kooky thought earlier, but I can't recall what it was. But it was pretty kooky. Probably for the best. You know that those are my best thoughts, though. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, it's a real shame, because I think it was a doozy. Um, Watch that first step. It's a doozy. Yeah, I got nothing else to say about the NHL. Do we know when they're coming back? Nope. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if anyone does. Uh, it, it sounds like something that easily could have been announced, and I've just completely skipped over it. July 10th? No way. I don't accept that. July 10th. Next Thursday. Next Friday. The, the, the NHL's coming back next Friday? And we haven't talked about that? That can't uh, be true. What's your course? Because I have one from the 6th. That says it's still the 26th, excuse me. That says it's still unclear. Uh, oh, this is from June 11th. Ah, okay. On CBS. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm on reporting news and it says sometime in late July or August. Okay, so then it truly is no one knows. Yeah. That's so weird that the NHL would commit to like the first overall pick being mystery team. Us under mystery team via the assumption that the season will conclude and you'll be able to seed out who gets the mystery team slot, but not commit to when that's going to happen. Because if they're this reticent to like actually issue a date, then that means that there is a possibility that they don't finish the season just because of logistics or players opting out or whatever, which normally would be fine. But if they commit the first overall pick to being Mystery Team 1, and then no one actually gets to be Mystery Team 1, the fuck happens to the first overall pick? Uh, it goes to an NFL team. It goes to the Atlanta Thrashers. Alexis Lanfriere just is not allowed to play in the NHL anymore. Or he has to go work an office job at NHL headquarters. He must he must play at least one game with all franchises. <laughs> <laughs> like like he'll start at like Madison Square Garden, uh, like the Rangers will play like the the Penguins, and then like the Penguins will take him on their next game <laughs> to to the what's their stadium? PPG? Yeah. PPG Paint Arena, terrible name, and where where they'll play the Montreal Canadiens, and then the Canadians will take them to Bell Center, and he'll just like he'll just bounce around the league collecting jerseys and a bad experience. Let's just give him to Seattle. Why not? 
Oh yeah, fuck! I forgot that was a thing. Right. I was like, who, who, who? Yeah, shit. The, uh, Seattle bitch pigeons, right? I think that is the correct name. Yeah, that is that is the preferred nomenclature of Seattle. Wait, do yeah. they have a team name yet? Yeah, I was just about to ask. I don't know. Yo, I don't think the NHL is real. Is it? So, so I looked it up, and it says, and the Wikipedia entry literally says, the Seattle NHL team is a professional ice hockey expansion team that will be based in Seattle. So they do not have a name yet. Please be the bitch pigeons. Yo, do you notice that Jerry Bruckheimer is one of the owners? Uh, I did not know that. That's kind of hilarious. Oh, should we should we talk about Seattle's um, baseball stadium or whatever it is getting renamed to um, the like global warming stadium? Whatever. I actually I think that was. I think that's their ice their ice hockey arena because because Safeco just got renamed to T Mobile, and um, yeah, I don't think it was any because yeah, Amazon. Um, Amazon bought the rights to it. I'm trying to find it. I just, I just was looking at that headline. Um, but you're, yeah, Amazon bought the rights to a Seattle stadium and are renaming it after a climate initiative. But it's like a really, really arena. terrible name, huh? Climate Pledge Arena. And is that the hockey arena? Yeah, yeah that's um, uh, a noble effort, but a trash name. That's like such a Jeff Bezos. Like I'm doing something to help, while not changing any of my companies in any meaningful way to assist in that. But I spent money to buy this fucking name, so that has to count for something. When you all overthrow the one percent, and I'm on trial now because Jerry Bruckheimer is the producer of Pirates of the Caribbean they should have named the stadium Dead Man's Chest oh that's just a joke that like five people in the country would have found funny and everyone else would be like why Ooh, or because now I'm on Jerry Bruckheimer's IMDB page they could they should have named it after the asteroid from Armageddon <laughs> And then, and then contractually obligate Bruce Willis to be at every game. Oh man, why would you name it that? It's easier to name the stadium after oil guys than oil guys <laughs> after a stadium. I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um. He also directed Remember the Titans, but I want to take that movie seriously. I don't want to name it after that. Do you realize he has 10 Emmys? Why do you have so many Emmys, Jerry Bruckheimer? That's yeah, too many yeah. Emmys. Oh, for The Amazing Race. That Meh. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's a lot of Emmys for The Amazing Race. Alright. Oh well. Doesn't matter. So, congrats, Jerry Bruckheimer. You own an unnamed franchise. A franchise to be named later. You are very wealthy. Uh yeah yeah I said, looking at his IMDb page this man's got money I'll tell you that you you can't produce two of these movies without collecting a big ass fucking paycheck um all right so uh, do you have anything else left on the NHL I do not all right I do have one 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 final thing I figured we could just riff on I was trying to find actual stats that we could talk about for 
baseball's shortened season and what will almost certainly result in funky statistics as uh, by by uh, just having a small sample size. Um, but I couldn't, so instead I figured I'd just ask you what what you think. Uh, if if a if a player ha- was going to hit 400 this this in in this shortened uh, season, who are a few players you think would do it? Uh, Mike Trout. Uh, well, fair, yeah. Um, man, like maybe Tim Anderson doesn't hit that. Oh, what's the word for? Starts with an R. Uh, fuck, what's the term? For like coming back to the mean regression, uh, regression, yeah. Holy shit! Maybe Tim Anderson doesn't regress and just keeps getting better. Maybe Jose Altuve, not knowing what the or what pitches are coming, just guesses at everything and just happens to get better. I don't know. I really don't know. It's hard. It's been so long since I've thought about baseball. It's hard to just even picture the guys in my head that are consistently like high batting average guys. Yeah. Um, um, I did see like, something I didn't consider today. Huh? Sorry, I was no, what'd you say? throwing Jack McNeil in there. Oh, well, oh that's, a good, that's a good guess. Um, I did see something today that, that actually makes a lot of sense, that there's a very good chance Mike Trout misses time this year because the birth of his child is supposed to take place during the shortened season. Mm. Which sucks. Yeah. I would in like, like a, the worst way, yeah, because it sucks uh, for a good reason. Exactly. Yeah. Like I would much rather have Mike Trout for 162 games than for 60. And in reality, it'll probably end up being no more than 55, and that's not even counting days off, which he might end up getting. Tough to tough to say what the days off is going to look like too. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to pick players that you didn't pick, I would pick uh, Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DJ LeMahieu. Okay. Um, ah, the fucking guy from the Rockies that now has coronavirus. Oh. Uh, With the long hair. Um, Charlie Blackman? Charlie Blackman. Uh, he, he, he positive. Yeah, yeah. He, he te- him and uh, three or four of his teammates all tested positive um, last week. Wow. Yeah. So, oops. But, oh well. Um, I want to see what his stats have been over the last couple of years. Because he, he like, doesn't strike me as a high average guy. I was going to say, he always has like an over 300 batting average. It's like his thing. Um, um, sometimes. Trying to think. Ooh. 314, 291, 331, 324, 287, 288, 309, 283, 255. Oh, 255 stands out as being not great, but oh well. He had 102 plate appearances that year. His rookie year. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to throw a ra- random man no one thinks about into the mix. He's also going to bat for over 400. Julian Tessadio. Nah, people think about him. Someone no one thinks about. David like, he. I was gonna say David Fletcher doesn't count either. I was about to, I was yeah. literally about to say David Fletcher doesn't count because people always talk about him. I don't even know who we're doing. I'm just pulling um, my guys out of my out of my ass here. <laughs> um, uh, well, give me a pitcher that you think will have a sub two ERA. Nah, that's too high. A sub one ERA. Because if you think one 
sub one because if you think about it, it's only it's only twelve games. The pitcher's gonna if you don't miss a single start and you assume a five man rotation, sixty games. That means you're only pitching twelve games. Uh, a, a more typical starting pitcher who's healthy for a full season pitches in thirty thirty two games at at least like twenty eight. So we're talking about under half your own starts. Um, and if you assume all of all twelve of these starts are all twelve of your good starts, which is an unfair assumption, but doesn't mean it couldn't happen. Uh, yeah, give me, give me, a, give me. Who do you think might end up a starting pitcher? They might end up having a sub one ERA. I'm going to go outside the box. I'm going to say Mike Clevenger. Okay, definitely out of the box, but not out of their own possibility. I've just been watching his workout videos on Instagram a lot, and he looks fucking awesome. So. Yeah, he's going to be uh, the heart and soul of that Cleveland rotation now that um, Kluber's gone. But he was basically gone all last season anyway, too, so it doesn't matter. But he's a fun guy to watch. Now he's gone. Cookie is coming back from cancer. Mike Clef, man, he's stepping up. Yeah, and it's going to be gonna be very fun to watch. I think all the usual suspects will all be good. Um, so uh, Scherzer will be there. DeGrom will be there. I'll I'll throw Cole into the mix. I'm hesitant because uh, as a Yankees fan, I never assume we have good starting pitching. Um, but he's there. Uh, Sale is still out for Tommy John surgery. Um, who else could do it? Uh, Clayton Kershaw is always threatening. Alex Wood's yeah, always around. Walker Bueller. Ah, uh-huh, Walker Bueller. Uh, sorry, that's who I was thinking of. Not Alex Wood. Walker Bueller. Other Dodgers pitcher who's kind of who's. Young, but always a little older than I think he is. Um, Bartolo Colon, you know, <laughs> he'll be back, baby. He'll be back. Yeah, watch uh, as it's, watch as it's Lance think, Lynn uh, for no good reason. No, nah, it's gonna be Chris Archer. No, watch as watch as it's Lance Lynn. He has like a zero point nine seven ERA and like ninety five strikeouts, and somehow has like two WAR, and we can't explain it. Remember last year when he had like seven war and like a mediocre bunch of stats and we just had no idea why? This is going to be the opposite year. I mean, two war and 12 starts isn't exactly bad. Ah, damn, you're right. I, I have to put it into a different... I have to adjust my scale now. Adjust what? for inflation. Actually, that's a good question. What do you think is going to be the high watermark for war? I'm not asking you who. I'm asking what number do you think is going to be the most? Man. So if we're if we're sticking to sixty games, which is just over thirty percent of a normal right. season, uh, I'll say three and a half is going to be the high. Is that crazy to think? Yeah, I just maybe there's because there's you know what? no I'm going to change it to four just because I think damn it I was going to say four that comes in and it's just super hot the whole way through and there's no time for him to regress that see that's what i was going to say too is because like yeah three three and a half it, again if you extrapolate out it's basically a 10 win season and that's a fun mvp mvp season easy easy unless other people also got 10 wins um but war doesn't Strictly accumulate, it also decreases. Uh, you know, when you have bad games or rough stretches, and if you end up jumping out the gate, you never get hurt. 
you know, you play a premium position, that's going to be a huge factor this year for it, um, just because it'll help you accumulate so much faster than than your non-premium position counterparts. Uh, and just being, that's why like Tim Anderson could be huge this year, shortstop, high batting average dude, and does, typically does batting average matter? Nope. But when there's only 60 games, every hit's value's got to be more. I got to imagine it's going to it's going to shake out that way. Um, just because the sample size is going to be so dramatically smaller. Um, you won't get the chance for things to normalize as much as you normally would. So it's good. Mike Trout obviously is always going to be... Man, if Mike Trout isn't in the top five for war, I might cry. Um, it's going to be... And the same thing with, like, just with the pitcher. Like if, you, if you put all 12 of um, Garrett Cole's best starts in, in, in a row from last season... Like, what would his war have been? I don't know, because I'm not going to look at it, but I'm just going to take a guess and say it would be like 20. <laughs> it's uh, not true. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, not, it's not true. <laughs> but he's on the Yankees now, so we're going to believe it. Um, do you still... Are we still going to do our MLB season predictions? Oh, I think we have to. And the the the, the I was thinking about it today. And they're going to have to be... 10 times bolder than we usually get. <laughs> of course. I mean, they right? Because, like, there's so much room for fluctuation here. Yeah. Shit's gonna get weird. Like, every individual game is gonna have the same impact by um, win or loss as 2.7 games did last year. That's so much... <laughs> I can't wait for an umpire to fuck up a call and have it be that much more valuable. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be some shit, man. Um, will you take any of the statistical anomalies seriously after the season ends? Yes. Yeah? Of course. Of course. What do you think I'm going to do? Listen to reason? No way. How would you read? Someone's going to hit 20 home runs, and I'm going to predict them to hit, like, 90 next year. Yeah, that would just be delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, how would you react if the, if the Pirates made the playoffs? I would just assume I'm going to die at some point this year, because if that happens, then we're all fucked. It's done. How many teams, are, do we know how many teams are play, making the playoffs? Is it, is it standard amount, or do they increase it? Okay, let's just have all of them. I was going to say, could you imagine if like 24 out of 30 teams made the playoffs and the Pirates still weren't one of them? No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so sad because they don't try very hard. No. At least like the Jets try. Like, yeah, they hired five gates, but like. Outside of that, they try. Pirates just don't. If you mean the Jets like run a payroll, then like I guess you're technically correct. But try, try is 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 a challenging word for my franchise. Mm, fair enough. Uh all right. Yeah, I'm not sure I have anything else left to contribute. Um, do you? I do not. Uh, then shall we depart? That's the part, sir. 
All right. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. Remember, uh, this Thursday's episode is the movies edition. Corwin's pick was The Bridge on the River Kwai. My pick was uh, Frida, the Frida Kahlo biopic. Make sure you watch the movies or don't. I don't care. Uh, So, until Thursday... Y'all have a good one. Bye.